This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 216. So since today is January 16th, 2022, as usual, I'm covering the latest news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So let's head on over to Canon Rumors and see what they have for us this week. Let's do this! First up, patent Canon continues quad pixel autofocus development. The next autofocus advancement coming from Canon will likely be in the form of quad pixel AF. I would think we'd see such new technology appear, appear in the Canon EOS R1 first. The quad pixel AF would improve the auto perfor- autofocus performance when you're shooting in any type of orientation. Now, I'm not going to go into the quad pixel overview because it's just a lot of jargon, um, and a lot of it, honestly, the way it reads just doesn't make sense. But this is something that Canon's been working on for a while. It's been rumored for quite a while, and I would not be at all surprised if we see it in the EOS R1. Next up, review Canon RF 5.2mm f2.8L dual fisheye 3D VR lens. Brian at the Digital Picture has completed his review of this lens. This is Canon's first foray into VR content development. This lens was scheduled to begin shipping in December, but I haven't received any reports of pre-order shipping out to buyers. Canon will also release software on a subscription model to create VR content. Currently, only the Canon EOS R5 with firmware version 1.5.0 fully supports the RF 5.2 lens. This is going to be a difficult lens for reviewers, but I'm sure we'll start to see some pretty cool content in the coming months. And you can read the full review of the lens at the accompanying link in the show notes. Next up, industry news, the global chip shortage forces Canon to remove toner copy protection. Canon has been forced to remove copy protection chips in their toner cartridges in some regions. It's obviously more important that customers can print than the copy protection for Canon's benefit. Canon.de support has said that the cartridge for a lot of Image Runner series multifunction printers will be affected. For now, only toner cartridges are affected and ink-based cartridges will continue to have the chip. Customer experience will be affected by this decision as the Canon driver software will give users a warning about not using a genuine Canon toner. There is a workaround if you're affected by this issue. Depending on the model of MFP that you have, you will be required to click I agree, close, or press OK in the right spots to bypass the warning. It should also be mentioned that chipless toner cartridges will not be able to do page counts, which means you won't get any toner level warnings. These chipless toner cartridges will still have the same capacity and print quality. Please visit Canon Germany for more detailed information. The affected models, the Image Runner 2625i, 26630i, the 2645i, the Image Runner Advanced 4525 series, Image Runner Advanced DX4725i series, the Image Runner Advanced DX6000i, 
the Image Runner Advanced C255i, the Image Runner Advanced DXC257 257i, and the 2357i, Image Runner C232, uh, sorry, the Image Runner C3125i, the C3226i, and many others. If you want to read the full list, you can find it in the show notes. Next up, Canon announces VR platform software, Kokomo. Introducing the Kokomo software by Canon, a first-of-its-kind VR platform software for the company currently being developed by Canon. Press release, Canon USA Inc., a leader in digital imaging solutions, today showcases a first-of-its-kind immersive VR uh, experience, the Kokomo software by Canon. Kokomo is a software platform currently in development designed to change human communication by combining virtual reality with an immersive calling experience. This innovative software is being designed to provide users with a way to meet friends and family virtually in quote in person by using a compatible Canon camera, a VR headset and a compatible smartphone. Kokomo will allow users to see and hear one another in real time with their live appearance and expression in a photoreal environment while experiencing a premium virtual reality setting in captivating locations like Malibu, New York, or Hawaii. The app uses Canon cameras and imaging technology to create realistic representations of users. So calls feel like you are interfacing face-to-face rather than through a screen or an avatar. This creates a real, quote, together experience. Quote, with Kokomo, we're tapping into Canon's innovative spirit and heritage of high-quality imaging to enable people to have real, authentic interactions when they get together in VR. Every immersive call should be a memorable experience, said Kazuto Kevin Ogawa, President and CEO of Canon USA, Inc. Quote, Kokomo will enable people to create memorable, meaningful connections. So that is definitely interesting. Next up, Canon USA teases the Canon EOS R5C announcement. On January 19th, 2022, at 7 a.m. Eastern, Canon will announce the Canon EOS R5C. This video-focused version of the EOS R5 has been rumored for quite some time. I'm not sure at this time if we'll see any other cinema EOS announcements. The Canon EOS R5C specifications, these are rumored, a 45-megapixel full-frame sensor, same as the R5, Digic 10 processor, in-body image stabilization, Canon Log 3, Canon Log 2 is still being discussed, no internal NDs, unlimited 8K 30P recording in Cinema Raw Light, XF-AVC, and MP4. Time code in and out, the same multi-purpose hot shoe as the EOS R3, which will work with accessories such as the Tascam XLR module, Active cooling, three-eighths or one-quarter inch mounting point to, on the EVF for a top handle that won't interfere with the hot shoe. Full-size HDMI port, and the LCD has been moved further back to accommodate the cooling fan, so this likely means that it won't recess into the body like it does on the regular R5. Next up, Canon UK confirms that the EOS R5C will be announced next week. The R5C has been long rumored around these parts, and it will finally be officially announced on January 19, 2022. Yesterday, Canon began teasing next week's announcement. Canon News reports that the Internet did what the Internet does and discovered that Canon UK confirmed the EOS R5C announcement 
when the promo image they used was named the EOS R5C Teaser 01 Pro News. It, is, it has since been changed. Now, the only other thing in this article is the rumored specs, and I just covered them in the previous article, so I will not read them again. Next up, this is how you downgrade the firmware on a Canon camera. There are rumors going around that people are having autofocus issues with firmware version 1.5.0 and the Canon EOS R5. This isn't something that I have experienced, nor have I received any communication about the issue. Sometimes I'm the first line of tech support for whatever reason. KH Cams on YouTube has posted a video showing you how to downgrade the firmware on the EOS R6. This will also work with the R5. It's claimed it'll work on any Canon dual card slot camera, but I have not and likely never will test this out. The Canon firmware downgrade instructions, one put firmware version 1.5.0 on one SD card and 1.4.0 on the other. Insert the SD card with 1.5 into the camera, go to the firmware update in the menu, press OK on the update and as quickly as possible, open the battery door on the camera or battery grip. Insert the SD or CF Express card with firmware 1.40. Close the battery door to turn the camera back on. The camera will automatically start updating from 1.5 to 1.4. And again, this hasn't by te been tested by Canon rumors nor myself, so whether or not it actually works, don't know. But there you have it. Next up, industry news. Leica officially announces the Leica M11. Uh, let's see, Wetzlar, January 13th, 2022, the new Leica M11 combines the experience of traditional rangefinder photography with contemporary camera technology, delivering maximum flexibility to every photographer. Featuring an exclusive triple resolution sensor, expanded ISO range, dual memory options, extended battery life, and a streamlined and intuitive menu system, the Leica M11 represents a new benchmark in digital photography, as the most flexible M-System camera in Leica's history. At the heart of the M11 is a full-frame BSI CMOS sensor with triple-resolution technology. Raw image files in DNG and JPEG format can be recorded at 60, 36, or 18 megapixels, always using the full sensor area. The 60-megapixel option delivers unprecedented image quality and detailed resolution, utilizing the full optical potential of Leica's latest APO lenses for the M system, whereas the lower resolution enables faster camera performance, extended burst lengths, and smaller files. Now, there is quite a bit more on this. It's a fairly lengthy article, but I'm not going to go into all of it. You can pre-order the M11 now, and there are some gorgeous images of this new camera in the article as well. Next up, more than just the Canon EOS R5 will be announced on January 19th. Update, I have had conflicting information about the announcements next week. While all of this information below is correct, it may not all happen on January 19th. I love announcement week. I have now confirmed more cinema EOS goodies that we can look forward to. We have the EOS R5C with active cooling, video-focused version of the R5. The uh, Canon Cinema EOS C70 firmware. Uh, let's see, the new firmware will add RAW. I don't know if it's external or internal. New cinema lenses. Canon will announce new compact cinema zoom lenses. I think it's safe to assume that the RF mount will be offered. 
new 8K options, the Canon Cinema EOS C300 Mark III and the C500 Mark II will get new modules. It's been rumored for quite some time that we'd see 8K versions of these cameras. I haven't confirmed what the other modules are, but I think Canon is about to go all in on 8K. The official announcement is scheduled for January 19th, 2022 at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. And in the last up for Canon rumors for this week, coming firmware for the Canon Cinema EOS C70 to have internal 12-bit Cinema RAW light. Canon will be officially announcing new firmware for the C70 next week. The new firmware will be available in March of 2022. I do not have all the information about this new firmware, but this should make a lot of C70 shooters quite happy. About the upcoming firmware for the EOS C70, Let's see here. The C70 now offers users the ability to capture cinema raw light internally to SD cards. Raw provides you with greater image quality and flexibility in post-production. On top of the existing 10-bit XF-AVC currently found in the EOS C70, 12-bit cinema raw light LT features data rates up to 645 megabits per second, offering much more manageable, efficient, file sizes to streamline your workflow while retaining the same benefit of RAW. Simultaneous recordings of Cinema RAW Lite and XF-AVC proxies is also supported. So definitely some interesting news on the Canon EOS C70's new firmware. We'll have to wait and see what all the announcements end up being on the 19th. And now we'll head on over to Nikon rumors for this week. First up, Nikon CES 2022 special website has been launched. Nikon just launched their special CES 2022 website at nikon.com slash CES2022E. The new website includes several different chapters. Unlock the future with the power of light. Sustainability inspired by shark skin. Beyond the human eyes. Ultimate imaging experience for the Z series. And the automated camera tracking solution for presenters. And there are quite a few accompanying Nikon videos, so you can check all of that out at the link in the show notes. Next up, leaked online, new Young New 85mm lens for the Nikon Z mount. I already reported that Young New would soon announce a new 50mm f1.8Z DF-DSM full-frame mirrorless autofocus lens for the Nikon Z mount. I also believe the already leaked Yongnu 20mm f1.8 lens will also be available for Z-mount. Both lenses are pictured above. There is now a third leaked Yongnu 85mm lens for Nikon Z-mount. I assume it will also be an f1.8. In the U.S., Yongnu lenses are sold at Adorama, B&H, and Amazon.com. Next up, Jared Poland has the upcoming Nikon Nikkor Z 400mm f2.8 TC VRS mirrorless lens for the Z-mount. Jared Poland posted a video of the upcoming Nikon lens on his Instagram account. Here are a few screenshots. I already reported that the new 400mm Z is rumored to be announced at the end of January. And now, after seeing this video, I'm fairly sure of it. There are some beautiful images of the lens as well as Jared's video from his Instagram account. Next up, Nikon ZFC firmware update version 1.20 released. 
Nikon has released this new firmware update, which added support for the Nikon Z28-75 f2.8 lens, increased the refresh rate for the focus point displayed during face eye detection and subject tracking AF, fixed the following issues. Pictures would be underexposed if taken at shutter speeds of 1 250th a second or faster with a flash unit other than the SB5000. Compatible with auto uh, FP high-speed sync and 1 200th uh, second auto FP selected for flash sync speed. When assigned, zoom on-off via AEL, AEF, or AFL button. The AEL, uh, AFL button could not be used to zoom in on the display while the shutter release button was pressed halfway. The new firmware can be downloaded at the accompanying link. Next up, Topaz Labs released several new software updates. Sharpen AI version 3.3.5 was released with an improved masking experience, new auto model selection, and performance improvements. Gigapixel AI version 5.7.3 was released with an updated standard AI model, improved cropping experience, and usability improvements. Denoise AI version 3.4.2 was released with native Apple M1 support, improved raw file handling, and performance improvements. Video Enhanced version 2.6.2 was released with new AI models, a new model manager, slow-mo, frame rate conversion, and much more. Topaz Labs is currently offering 15% off any purchase with the promo code TOPAZ22, which expires on January 14th. So that's actually running out soon unless they decide to extend it. Now, they do frequently extend their coupon codes, but no guarantee. And last from Nikon rumors for this week, check out this wooden Nikon F camera uh, replica model. Slow news day, check out this wooden Nikon F camera replica model listed for sale on Etsy. And there are some beautifully detailed image shots and close-ups of this wooden camera replica. So it's definitely interesting, and it's not the first time we've seen this sort of thing. All right, now I'm going to take a short break right here, and then we'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. And now we're going to head on over to Fuji Rumors and see what Patrick has for us for this week. First up, breaking, Fujifilm announces X-Summit in May with fifth-generation X-Series camera, the Fujifilm X-H2. Fujifilm has just announced the next Fujifilm X-Summit is for May of 2022. The manager introduces the X-Summit, saying fifth-generation X-Series cameras, further evolution of X-Series based on expertise of the past 10 years. I wonder what could it be? 
Fuji Rumors always told you that the first Fujifilm camera featuring a new sensor and processor will be the Fujifilm X-H2. Moreover, we told you there would, wouldn't be one but two Fujifilm X-H2 cameras. We also gave first specs and price indications. You can find it all down below in our Fujifilm X-H2 rumor recap. So while the Fujifilm manager does not mention the Fujifilm X-H2, Fuji Rumors readers know what the manager is talking about. Next up, Fujifilm X-H2 announcement in May and celebrating 10 years of Fujifilm X-Series. So now we know it. As we reported earlier today, Fujifilm has announced the 5th generation X-Series camera to be launched in May of 2022. No more, uh, no more than that. However, Fuji Rumors readers know since May 2021 already the first X-Series camera to feature an all-new sensor and processor will be the Fujifilm X-H2. And actually, not only one, but two models will come in 2022. Sure, that's the huge news of the day. However, I allow myself to bother you for a second time this Sunday to highlight something that otherwise probably would pass unnoticed. In fact, Fujifilm has released a couple of videos to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Fujifilm X-Mount. The X-Pro1 was launched in January of 2012. And in addition to the Fujifilm X-Summit in May, they also announced a new video project called Reflections and a 10 years of X-Mount hashtag campaign. So we have the following, the Fujifilm X-Summit in May, 5th generation Fujifilm X-Series camera, video project reflections, Fujifilm would like to feature X-users who came to know during their 10-year journey. Uh, the first video will be released on the 26th of January. Hashtag 10 years of X-Mount, uh, hashtag campaign, Fujifilm will set a theme each month and you can share a photo about that theme on your social media using this hashtag. The theme for January is, quote, my best photo. You know which one is mine. The GFX Challenge Program, we reported here, Fujifilm will select 50 projects, then narrow it down later to 15, and in the final round, five projects will be selected. What we know from previous teasers is that Fujifilm will launch a stacked BSI X-Trans APS-C sensor. In the same video you can see below, the Fujifilm manager also says X-Pro1 was announced 10 years ago. Customer feedback was very positive, especially due to X-Trans sensor and high-quality lenses. Since then, Fujifilm has introduced about 30 camera models and over 40 lenses. You can also find other celebration videos down below, uh, as well as check out the dedicated Fujifilm X 10th anniversary website. Also, the Fuji guys and ex-photographers started sharing their celebration videos. You can see them all down below, and I will add more videos to the article once they become available online. Next up, Nokashida Twitter account closed, a big loss for the rumor world. Nokashida is gone. This is a bad news to start 2022 with. At the time of this post, the Twitter account of Nokashida is not available anymore. As you can see from the screenshot above, Nokashida did announce in the past the possibility of deleting his account with the new year, and it sadly did happen. Look, here on Fuji Rumors, we do not leak entire press releases, and rarely we share with you leaked images. That was the terrain of Nokashida, who had access to all this information in the days ahead of announcements, and nobody did leak that and nobody did leak that stuff better than he did. What will change for us here on Fuji Rumors? Well, I always saw Fuji Rumors and Nokashida as nicely integrating each other. 
In fact, Fuji Rumor shared with you all the main details about the upcoming gear many months, sometimes even one plus year ahead of the announcement. So at the time Nokashita started to leak around 10 days ahead of announcements, the Fujifilm community had already a pretty good idea of what was to come. But no matter how much I leaked, I never shared every single detail about all the Fujifilm gear. And those details I never leaked, but Nokashita did sometimes uh, made a whole lot of difference for you guys to determine if the upcoming camera or lens was something you were interested in or not. And last but not least, for as much as I trust my sources, I was always happy when Nokashita started to leak and hence confirmed that our rumors were correct. At the end of the day, missing out on all of Nokashita rumors is without a doubt a huge loss for the rumor world. Also for us here on Fuji Rumors, few things on the web are more exciting and fun to follow than Nokashita. Take care, Nokashida, and if you think there is anything Fuji Rumors can do to bring you back on Twitter, feel free to contact me. Take care, Nokashida. I hope you're doing well. You are the best of all of us, and you will be missed. Signed, Patrick. So that's definitely a bit of sad news, because Nokashida was an incredibly accurate source for leaked uh, information on upcoming cameras and lenses. So his this departure from Twitter will definitely be felt by the rumor community. Next up, Fujifilm concern, uh, confirms long wait for uh, X-H2 is almost over, coming May of 2022. Just yesterday, Fujifilm announced the Fujifilm X Summit for May 2022 with the introduction of the fifth-generation X-Series cameras. Now, they didn't give away any hint on which camera will come, but thanks to Fuji Rumors, you guys know it's the X-H2, or actually two of them, I should say. But if you still doubt our rumors, look at what Fujifilm Africa shared on their social media. Quote, the long replacement wait is over Fujifilm uh, X-H1, X-H2. I guess it does not get much more clear than this. What I do not know for sure at this point is if both X-H2 cameras will be announced in May or if there will be separate announcements. On the other hand, I'm making great progress on other X-H2 rumors, but not only X-H2. So definitely stay tuned on Fuji rumors. As soon as I have it all uh, multiple checked and I have a green light from sources, it's going to be very fun here on Fuji rumors. Next up, Fuji Rumors turns 10 years old today, just as the Fujifilm X-Mount. Do you know what the most brutal way to feel old all of a sudden? Well, as a primary school teacher myself, I can tell you that there is nothing that makes you realize more brutally how quickly time flies than meeting, after many years, one of your students that you remember as a little kid, but suddenly you see them as grown-up human beings. And yet in these days, it's not my teacher job, but Fuji Rumors, that makes me suddenly feel very old. In fact, Fuji Rumors turns 10 years old today, making this blog just as old as the Fujifilm X-Mount itself. Gosh, to me it seems like yesterday when Fujifilm introduced the legendary Fujifilm X-Pro1 along with the uh, these three lenses, and I wrote my very first article on Fuji Rumors. And today, 10 years later, we are at 7,969 total articles. It has been a fantastic journey where I met tons of passionate photographers and felt part of such a wonderful community. Without you guys, this place would be very sad and desolate, so I'm so thankful that you make it something special. Because sure, I put my heart in this blog, but you all are its true soul, the energy that moves it and keeps it alive. I really feel blessed to be part of this community. 
But hey, no time to rest and contemplate. Fujifilm has big plans for the next decade, and the Fujifilm X-H2 in May 2022 will mark the new, and trust me, amazing chapter for Fujifilm. There is lots of work to do. I will keep up this journey for as long as I can. It would make me happy if you'd stick around here and make Fuji Rumors also part of your journey as a Fujifilm X and GFX shooter. I promise I'll try to do my best to be worth your time. Love you guys, Patrick. So congratulations, Patrick, on reaching the 10-year mark at Fuji Rumors. Next up, Fujifilm X-T3 Silver marked as discontinued. Let me explain what's going on. There is a bit of confusion regarding the Fujifilm X-T3 as the silver uh, is marked as discontinued at B&H Photo. So let's say two things first. Fujifilm has discontinued several Fujifilm X-T3 kit combinations in the past. To be clear, Fujifilm kept making X-T3 cameras, but you could only buy it today only or buy it body only or with a selected lens bundle. Fujifilm has recently launched the Fujifilm X-T3 WW. The WW is an X-T3 without battery charger. Now, many of you have expected the Fujifilm X-T3 to be quickly discontinued after the launch of the X-T4, but so it wasn't. The X-T3 remained a pretty successful camera for Fujifilm, so after the launch, uh, so it stayed around after the launch of the X-T4. What Fujifilm did, though, was to rationalize production a bit. So they reserved most of the bundle options for the X-T4 and few only for the X-T3. As recently in order, also recently in order to simplify sales, Fujifilm removed the battery charger from the box and called it the X-T3WW, where WW stands for worldwide. Different markets would require different plugs. Some markets even banned chargers due to environmental issues. This move saves Fujifilm time and money, and the savings tumble down to customers, making it even more affordable than the normal X-T3 when discounted. And in fact, just as of now, you can pre-order the Fujifilm X-T3 WW, which will start shipping on January 13th. But here is the thing. In order to rationalize and simplify as much as possible, and hence make the X-T3 as affordable as possible, Fujifilm offers the X-T3 WW only in black. You can't pre-order in silver as it doesn't exist. Conclusion, the Fujifilm X-T3 is not discontinued. In fact, you can pre-order it right now and get it shipped in a few days. Only the silver X-T3 seems to be no longer in production, not even in its X-T3 WW variation. But the black X-T3 is here to stay for still quite a while, so don't worry. But you can still find some silver X-T3 samples around. For example, Amazon US has a few left, and Adorama is seeing some bundled with lenses. The Fujifilm X-T3 WW can be ordered at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. The X-T3 Silver, Amazon US, with a few samples left. Adorama with lens bundles, B&H Photo, has it marked as totally discontinued. Next up, The Guardian nominates Fujifilm shooter and WPP award winner Yo, uh, Yaishi Chiba, Agency Photographer of the Year. And I apologize if I got that name wrong. Do you remember back when in 2020, photographers using X-Film and our Fujifilm X and GFX gear creamed off tons of prestigious awards at the World Press Photo Awards, including the top spot for the two most prestigious categories? World Press Photo of the Year and World Press Photo Story of the Year. 
Well, Chiba, the winner of the World Press Photo of the Year, who took his this amazing image with his Fujifilm X-H1, has now been nominated Agency Photographer of the Year by The Guardian. Congratulations again to Chiba, and make sure to check out his Instagram here, where all the images shared so far are taken with the Fujifilm X-H1 and the GFX100. As for the images in this specific uh, reportage from Tigray, Ethiopia, Chiba used his GFX gear with the one lens that I dream to own for my GFX 100S, the GF 50mm f3.5. For the full article, check out The Guardian here. One more thing, Chiba is planning to do photo exhibitions of the images of Tigray from Ethiopia and Sudan for refugees in February and March, both at Fuji's Imaging Plaza uh, pictures at the exhibit are all taken by the GFX 100 plus the GF 50 millimeter. And you can check out the exhibits at the accompanying links for Tokyo and Osaka. So definitely some exciting news for him. Next up, Tascam CA XLR 2D-F XLR for Fujifilm pre-orders start now. You can now pre-order this module at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama for $499. TEAC announced the development of the Tascam XLR audio adapter for Fujifilm mirrorless cameras back in August. A firmware update coming soon will make it compatible with the Fujifilm X-T4, XS10, and the GFX100S. Key features adapts XLR mics to camera input, Fujifilm mount for digital audio and power, HDDA preamp plus analog digital converter, provides 48 volts to condenser mics, 3.5 millimeter stereo microphone input, 3.5 millimeter output for headphones and camera, in-camera recording ensures picture sync. So some great news there for those of you that have been waiting for it. Next up, important update regarding Fujifilm X-H2 teaser, Fujifilm Africa is not an official Fujifilm account. A few days ago, we reported how Fujifilm Africa shared on their Instagram page that the Fujifilm X-H2 is coming soon. What a teaser, right? Well, I have investigated and I can now say that the Fujifilm Africa Instagram account is not an official Fujifilm account. Yes, Kevin Mullins and other ex-photographers follow it, and I thought it was official, but it is not. And yet, if you like Africa and Fujifilm, you can always give it a follow. Anyway, this is not an official teaser by Fujifilm. I feel I needed to make this clarification in order to be 100% accurate with you guys. And look, right now, when I'm typing these words to inform you all, I checked again the account, and I see they added fan page to their Instagram description, meaning it is run by a fellow Fujifilm lover who probably reads our rumors and looks forward to the Fujifilm X-H2 as much as we do. So the story is Fujifilm managers never teased anything regarding the X-H2. And that's sad, but that's just the way things happen sometimes. You got to be careful because a lot of times these seemingly official accounts really are not. Next up, Fujinon GF35-70, F45-56, and the Fujifilm X-T3 WW in stock now. Both of these items are in stock pretty much everywhere. You can find the X-T3 WW with no charger at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. The Fujinon GF35-70 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. The Fujinon GF 35-70 has received great reviews so far and is the most affordable lens for the G-mount lineup along with this lens. 
uh, which would be the 50 millimeter. And it's also the most compact and light G-mount zoom lens with less than half the weight of my Fujinon GF32-64 millimeter f4. The worldwide edition of the X-T3 comes without a charger. By removing the charger and simplifying the shipping progress into different countries, Fujifilm was able to save some money. Savings that Fujifilm passes to us customers by making it a terrific deal to buy. Uh, definitely exciting to see the 35-70 to now in stock. I am looking forward to someday getting that lens for myself. Next up, BCN ranking, Fujifilm beats Sony and becomes second best-selling brand in Japan. Today, you should be happy as Fujifilm X and GFX shooter, and I'll tell you why. The latest BCN data shows that Fujifilm was able to pass Sony and hence placed itself on the second spot behind Canon in the Japanese digital camera market. It's the first time in 19 years that Fujifilm was able to grab the second spot. So what pushed Fujifilm suddenly so high? Well, it's not the X or the GFX series, but mainly the Instax Mini Evo that boosted the market share for Fujifilm. Sure, those are technically speaking also digital cameras, but they belong to the Instax family. Another home run for Fujifilm, but not in the ranking as it's not a camera, uh, is the Instax wide printer, which I also got for myself and truly enjoy. I waited years for this. So what? Who cares? It's just Instax. Well, not really. As you know, Fuji Rumors is 10 years old already, so I have a long memory on what happened and what was said in the past. And I remember how Fuji guys said in the early days of the X-Series adventure that the massive cash Fujifilm makes with Instax products is also partially used to fuel the development of their digital X-Series cameras. So the tremendous success for Instax is good news also for us at for that shoot Fujifilm X and GFX, especially considering that also Instax struggled to sell back in 2019 and 2020. This sharp recovery of Instax, thanks mainly to the Instax Mini Evo, which is indeed Fujifilm's best-looking and most vintage operating Instax camera, but also thanks to the Instax Mini Live Play and Instax Wide Printer and more, bring fresh money into Fujifilm's camera segment which ultimately can be used also for the X and GFX series development. Money that is much needed as this year will be a fantastic Fujifilm year with the X-H2 introducing the fifth generation X series cameras in May, which hopefully will come not only with great new hardware, but also with huge computational photography boost. BCN collects data of about 40% of the Japanese electronics and online stores. So definitely some exciting news for Fujifilm. And last up from Fuji Rumors for this week, Avatar 2 first official photos taken with Fujifilm X-Series gear. 20th Century Studios has published the first official photos of one of the most anticipated movies of 2022, Avatar 2. Well, if you give a look at the EXIF data, you can see that the images have been taken by Mark Fellman, I Instagram Mark Fellman, with Fujifilm X-Series gear, found via the German website n-tv.de. In the images where the EXIF data is available, the gear used is the Fujifilm X-T3, the XF16-55 2.8, and the XF50-140 2.8. Congrats to Mark for having the, his images spreading all over the entire world to tease one of the most important movies of 2022. Long time FR readers know it, Hollywood loves Fujifilm. 
No joke, official Joker movie Instagram uh, images taken with the Fujifilm X-Series gear. Mission Impossible official fallout photos taken with Fujifilm X and GFX gear. And Hollywood's Dunkirk movie official photos taken with Fujifilm X-Pro2 and XF18-135. to P.S. Send this article to those moaning about Fujifilm not being full frame. <laughs> and that is going to wrap up Fuji Rumors for this week. And now we'll head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors to wrap things up. First up, the new Viltrox EF to E mount electronic adapter with OLED display is now in stock at Amazon. You can buy this uh, adapter now in stock at Amazon US, Amazon DE, Amazon UK, a rather unusual but maybe also useful product. And it's not too bad with a price tag of only $199. Next up, Mark Gatler published 28 Sony A7 IV video tutorials. If you do not know the A7 IV, be sure to check out 28 tutorial videos posted by Mark Gatler on YouTube. The Japanese store CAPA reported that the Sony A7 IV was their best-selling camera in December, and now the A7 IV is shipping everywhere. Here are some of the new reviews, and there are quite a few videos here in this article. The Sony a7 IV secret that nobody knows is the one of the last videos in this group. In case you missed it, Minolta is back with instant cameras. Many have missed this. Uh, Minolta is actually back doing cameras, instant cameras. You can find them on Amazon US, Amazon DE, and Amazon UK. The Minolta brand is registered trademark of JMM Lee Properties, LLC, and the cameras are manufactured under license by Elite Brands, Inc. from New York City. So definitely some interesting news there, although I don't think uh, Minolta will ever make a full comeback, but we'll have to wait and see. Next up, ZY Productions, this $429 Viltrox FE 24mm f1.8 lens is surprisingly good. You can order the lens at B&H Photo for $399, and there is an accompanying video that looks fairly interesting if you're an E-mount shooter. Next up, coming soon, Sony 85mm f1.2 GM lens is being tested in the field. You can pre-order this lens for $1,998. A very reliable source told me the Sony 85mm is being tested by some ambassadors. This means the announcement should be far shouldn't be far out. Maybe we will get it in February ahead of the CP Plus show, but we'll have to wait and see. Next up, Dan Watson, every Sony lens I own and why, my favorite lenses for Sony mirrorless cameras. You can check out his video at his official YouTube channel, which you can find in the show notes. Next up, Eryx announced the new 21mm T1.5E mount cinema lens, which you can order for $1,195 at B&H Photo, as well as Adorama. And there is an official Eryx product video that accompanies this article. Next up, Seven Artisans new T1.05 cinema E lenses tested by Sony Alpha Blog. If you're interested in buying affordable and fast cinema lenses, check out the Sony Alpha Blog reviews of the 35mm, uh, 50mm, and let's see here. I thought there was supposed to be a third one here. 
50, 35, oh, and 25 millimeter, T.10, uh, 1.05. The 25 millimeter is $549. The 35 millimeter is $499. And the 50 millimeter is $430. And there's some beautiful product photos that accompany this article. Next up, Engadget about the Sony a7 IV, a nearly perfect hybrid powerhouse. Engadget published the full Sony a7 IV review, and here are their accompanying videos on their official YouTube channel. So you can check those out and see what all the excitement is about. And last up for Sony rumors for this week, the Tamron 35 to 150 f 2.0 to 2.8 review by Photography Blog. This is a fantastic all-around zoom lens that could effectively replace two fast zooms in your lens arsenal. You can pre-order this lens for $1,899. And let's see here. The review says, quote, once in a while something comes along that makes you think, why has no one ever thought of that before? What a great idea. And the Tamron 35 to 150 certainly fits the bill. This is a fantastic all-around zoom lens that could effectively replace two fast zooms in your lens arsenal. A lot of event photographers typically rely on fast zoom lenses for their bread and butter shooting, a 28 to 70 and a 70 to 200 f2.8. And Tamron already offered great versions of each one for Sony shooters and other lens mounts as well. The beauty of this new 35 to 150 is that it could replace both those lenses in your camera bag, if you don't mind the reduction in zoom range at either end. This has the twin benefit of saving weight, although the Tamron 35 to 1, uh, 35 to, this says 1500, I think that's a typo, uh, is a heavy lens at 1.15 kilograms. It would still be dwarfed by most 28 to 70 and 70 to 200 2.8 lens combinations and saving time instead of having to swap lenses on a single body or between dual camera lens setups, you can simply use one lens that's always on the camera and snap away. Being able to quickly zoom from one moderate wide angle to telephoto using a lens is extremely liberating and really allows you to concentrate on capturing the moment. What's more, there are virtually no compromises in terms of image quality other than a tendency for exhibiting too much flare when shooting directly into the sun and some notable, noticeable pincushion distortion at 150. This is one sharp lens throughout the generous zoom range and at both the center and the edges of the frame. And in our opinion, it's more than good enough to effectively replace not only those two, the 28 to 70 and 70 to 200, but also a bag full of primes if you don't mind slightly slower maximum aperture. The Tamron 35 to 150 eye-opening maximum aperture of F2 is unheard of in a lens of this type. And although it's it quickly reaches f2.2 at around 40 and 2.8 at around 80. Having the ability to shoot between 2 and 2.8 from 35 to 80 is something that very few lenses offer. It is an undeniably expensive lens uh, compared against both its main Sony rivals and all other recent Tamron lenses. But on the other hand, it's cheaper than a dual 28 to 70, 70 to 200 setup. Deciding the value for money will ultimately come down to how you view the versatile all-in-one nature of this lens and how it might fit into your day-to-day -day shooting. Once again, Tamron have thought outside the box to create a truly unique lens that offers something genuinely fresh and more importantly of all, useful, 
crucially backed up by excellent image quality, impeccable performance, and solid build quality, and enough features. The Tamron 35-150 is a potential game changer for many photographers and a lens that gets us off to a flying start for 2022. All right, that's going to wrap up all the news and rumors for this week. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 216 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. I did want to also mention before I close this episode, last night I rewatched a great documentary film about Jay Maisel, who is a famous photographer based out of New York City. He's been shooting for well over 50 years. And in the video, Stephen Wilkes, who had been a protege of Jay Maisel back in the 70s, decided to do a documentary film about Jay and his iconic six-story, 36,000-square-foot bank building that they just called the bank at 190 Bowery in New York City. Now, I did reach out to Jay to see if he'd be interested in coming on the show to do an interview. I have not heard back from him yet, but I'm hoping, fingers crossed, to get him on the show in the near future. If you haven't seen the film, Jay, myself, I highly recommend you check it out. You can find it in iTunes and many other places. It is a fantastic film. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode. I will see you all again on Thursday.